السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. How are you doing, إخوان؟ وعليكم السلام. وعليكم السلام. الحمد لله. الحمد لله. So, man, on the journey to uh, to Islam, swearing, man, that's something so normalized in today's society. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, uh, I would say it's, it's really big in even humor today. It's like it's hard to be funny without being profane or, or swearing. Mm-hmm. Bro, I could speak about this all day, bro. All day long. But little do y'all know watching and tuning in that Islam has serious ramifications from Allah for swearing. It's not a joke. Profanity, backbiting, all the like. So, uh, inshallah, today we'll go dive deeper into that. Get away, man. You said you could talk all day, man. Oh, about profanity, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta walk the walk, bro, if you're gonna talk the talk. Okay, so profanity. It's one of those things that we grow up with. Um, I'm gonna speak for especially people who grew up non-Muslim and then later reverted. Um, but I didn't grow up in the best areas. I grew up in very I don't even want to speak badly about them, but there was uh, a lot of cursing involved in these environments. And when you go around that, that's where you adapt, or that's where you adopt, I should say. That's where you, it becomes your way of speaking. You know, like patterns, or we are creatures of behavior. So we adopt different patterns of behavior as we go on living in life. Speaking is no different. So when you speak and you start cursing, it's just, it's a program that's just, it's been already programmed into you. And it's not something that you programmed yourself because if you guys listen to someone cursing and then you guys listen to someone not cursing, like you wouldn't want to actively speak like the person who's cursing because it just, not only do they keep repeating the same words over and over and over and over again, but it kind of just, it it destroys all the momentum and power that they have. Like sometimes the curse word gives a, it gives attention. Like, you know, like if someone's kind of like dazing off in their head, they're thinking about this, this and that. And someone says a curse word, just like one curse word. They haven't cursed at all, but they say one curse word. It's for Allah. It brings your attention back. You're like, Oh damn, like buddy just cursed, you know, but if the person's just cursing a storm, it's vulgar. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing really to it. And something that I was speaking about fire a long time ago is that when we curse, if we allow ourselves to curse, it, it's a very uh, unmindful thing. You you become less present 
and it's just kind of like you're on autopilot versus like when if you make the uh if, if you make it that priority like look i'm not gonna curse i'm not gonna curse it's like you still want to curse because it, it's it's a pattern of behavior so it's a program that's trying to run itself but you are you're actively holding back and you you're being mindful and seeing when that feeling to curse comes up and it's 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 a it's a crazy thing that's all i'm gonna say it's a crazy thing Sheikh Rami. Man. Not a Sheikh. Man, that's that's uh bring it that's down to Sheikh. Ling- linguistically, Sheikh means leader, bro. Sheikh, I thought that's what Imam means. Sheikh means leader, bro. You you are the leader. You are the, the Amir of the podcast, bro. Come on now. But Pertaining to what Anhel said, bro, do you have anything that you could relate to or bring from your personal life journey? Yeah. Any experiences? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is basically something that everyone has to go through. It's another just um, part of living in the West, living with the non-Muslims. Uh, I remember a time when even when in cartoons, like, there was no swearing, like, nothing. And now in cartoons, like, there is just, like, profanity and... Like, like sexual innu- innuendos and like all this weird stuff, bro. And it's just uh, this kind of regression of society. And people think it's like, since they're moving forward in time, they're progressing. They don't realize that they could easily, easily be regressing in their beliefs and the morality and their in their ways. And unfortunately, as people have moved away from religion and, and more towards just doing whatever they want, um, swearing and, and all these really, really dirty jokes have become really really big and i challenge you guys to go find one like stand-up comic who just never swears because uh, a lot of the time swearing is just a part of the act uh so swearing is just one of those things it's like it's ingrained into society and people have you know a hard time not doing it if you work in construction you're going to hear it all the time um certain workplaces uh, although it's supposed to be professionals like it's you're going to hear uh, swearing all the time it's unfortunate um, another example would be in school, a lot of people, even when they grow up with like really tight knit, respectful, respected families, uh, they don't swear. And then they go to school and then they hear their friends swearing and then mm-hmm. they start swearing when they're with that group of friends. So when they're home, they don't say anything. But when they're with that group of friends, they're just like mouthing off like crazy. And if their parents were to hear them, they'd be like, this is, this is, I swear, this is a different child right here. There's three things, guys. First one is when we're kids, we're told not to. So swearing is seen as like this bad thing. Don't swear. Because I don't know about y'all, but I well, I got smacked with the chancla so many times because I, I wanted to swear because I was being told not to swear. Hmm. And here's the problem. When you're told not to do something, you're probably going to go and do it unless you are given something else to do. Like it, it's it's in this book that I was reading by um, Lanny Bassham. It's called "With a Winning in Mind." It was actually recommended by Brother Faraz Zahabi, so Jazakallah for that. Um, but in this book, he made this example when someone's playing baseball. That's why I was doing this motion right here. Someone's playing baseball. If he's on his, uh, let's say he's got two strikes. One more strike, he's out. 
and that's it, right? The coach is basically telling him, yo, bro, don't strike out. Just don't strike out. When this man goes to hit, what do you think is going to be on his mind? Don't strike out. Don't strike out. Don't strike out. So the moment he goes to swing, his whole body is going to react in a way that's completely aligned with what he's repeating in his head, this program that he's running in his head, which is don't strike out. So he's going to strike out. He's going to miss the ball. But if the coach would have told him, bro, all you got to do is hit the ball. Just hit the ball. Ah, okay. Just hit the ball. Just hit the ball. Just that. And then he hits the ball. It's all the programming that's occurring. So in this situation, the coach, instead of saying, don't, hit the ball, he's saying, or don't strike out, he's saying, just hit the ball. That's all you got to do. So he's giving him something better to focus on. But with kids, we, I don't know about y'all, but I didn't receive that. All I was just told was, no, don't curse. And then if I did curse, I just got smacked with the chancla, beaten down with the chancla, bro. So that's number one, is the fact that we're told not to do it. It's seen as this, like, forbidden fruit. And then when, when we curse, it's like, Did you just curse? And then the little kids would start like laughing and giggling about it. And then they'll, they'll repeat it even more because they're like, yo, we're not supposed to do this. So it's like, they, I don't know, they, they, they get this weird little rush from doing it. Number two is that we try to fit in. Like Rami said, you got these kids who they don't curse, but then when they start hanging around these people, and it goes back to, like I said, it's our environment that plays a huge factor here. But you go around these people and we are social beings. So we always try to connect and kind of fit in into the social structure, whatever social structure that might be. Now, if you have this kid and he's going to this new school, he's going, he, he's starting to talk to these new people. He has a new little clique and they're cursing all the time. Like, best believe he's probably going to start cursing in order to fit into this group. Uh, it would be no different as if you had a dude who was cursing all the time and he went into an environment where people weren't cursing. He he would eventually stop cursing because subconsciously he would want to fit into this group. And then the third one is for attention. I mean, ask yourself, ask yourself this. People who are cursing all the time, like, why? Like, it, it has to be none other than attention. Mm. that makes sense bro i particularly want to dive deeper into number two about fitting in with the group do you guys remember my theory on why i believe people love social validation and why they do too much just to you know fit in with the group it's because we weren't always in civilization you know comfortable houses with uber eats and all that we used to live in tribes and your success and risk of survival depended directly on uh, if you were in the tribe or not. And a lot of the time, when you do things that stray away from the group group hive mind, the group think, you risk getting kicked out of the tribe. And if you get if you risk getting kicked out of the tribe, you're probably not going to survive. Yep. So that's why it's hardwired in our DNA to want to stay in the tribe and be like others and fit in. And women particularly are more subject to groupthink. Not because I'm misogynistic, but uh, their chances of getting, you know, kicked out of the group and surviving are slim to none compared to us. 
Well, they they had to develop that. Yeah, didn't they? Because you had the men, and of course, like the men could be kicked out, but the men also were more resourceful in the the hunting sense, hmm. like going out there and hunting for meat, and um, in the defense sense, like if there was another tribe attacking your tribe, like mm-hmm. the man was the one that was gonna defend. So the man had certain elements there but still the the man's still at risk of being completely shunned out from the tribe so that's why men have it as well in our uh, in our psychology in, in that subconscious mindset where it's like yo we still gotta fit in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I, I think women since they had to develop that over time I think they have less risk of being shunned, but they also, it, the downside of that is that now they, they feel like want to fit in even more so. But hey, I'm not a woman. I can't tell you that. There's also this aspect of uh, progressive desensitization to not having high in your speech. The first time you say the F word, it's like, oh my God, did I really just, like nobody, I guarantee you this. I've asked people across the world, when you first start swearing, a part of your fitra just doesn't vibe with it. You know you're doing something immoral. You know you're doing something wrong. You know you're doing something Allah doesn't approve of. But the next time you do it, it doesn't seem as bad because you've already done it. And then the next time, and then the next time. And before you know it, you're not getting through any lines or words or sentences without swearing. And then you get into, you know, this this dark territory where it doesn't just change the words you're saying, it's changing how you think as well. Mm. And I think it's a downward slippery slope and it's a decline that uh, society is going through. Mm. And because it's normalized and people that are at the top, there's a level of idolatry that a lot of people don't want to admit. But look at your Instagram. Everyone has followers. And those that have more followers are deemed as more reputable and to be liked and to be emulated and to be modeled. And these people are swearing. Of course, you're going to swear. You're watching movies, the cool people are swearing, of course you're going to swear. But it's kind of like, if society is just going on a downward slope, why follow what they're doing anyway, If we, now that we know most of the things they're doing are not right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I'm glad you mentioned like influencers and stuff, because if you look at like the most popular ones, um, even like streamers and stuff, bro, it's it's so hard to find a streamer that doesn't like swear like crazy. Uh, again it goes back to like being funny like something happens in the video game you're playing and you just like swear and yell and that freak out that rage is is what people enjoy watching um obviously with the swearing and stuff as well Uh, so it's 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 really sad that these are you know our role models today and these are you know our our groups Mm mm-hmm I agree, bro. I agree. It also, there's a, there's a whole other element too. Like when you start swearing, I believe, this is my personal hypothesis, that when you swear, it takes that hijab off. It takes that barrier off. It takes that inhibition away. And then you become victim to more things, like doing things like drugs or weed. Not, I'm not saying like every time you swear, you, you consciously are like, yo, I'm going to smoke weed today. No. But when you lower one inhibition, you lower your general inhibition towards everything your unspecified inhibition. And then you go into other things. Those other things that further lower your inhibition, it's going to make you swear more. And those people that are really uninhibited, those people, that whole group, they're probably swearing on average way more than, you know, those that aren't. 
and then you're gonna fall into groupthink. And if everyone's swearing, I don't want to be the one that's that's weird, and they're gonna think I'm preachy and saint like, so I'm gonna swear too. It goes back to what I said. It makes us less mindful. Hundo, hundo, hundo. Makes us more absent-minded, and it's it's like a stain. And uh, supposedly, when when we sin, it's like a stain, and then it just the stain becomes more and more to where uh, we stop seeing it for what it is, and it, it's just kind of like it's ingrained into us and it's, it's normal behavior. And then with that stain, it, like you said, it's going to lead this path to more sin and more staining mm-hmm. of the heart. So it's like, bro, if you're doing something that makes you absent minded, you don't think that that's going to bleed into every other aspect of your life. Like you, you, you bro, our main goal should be to be more mindful. Mm. I don't know if anyone actually wants to be absent-minded. Like, bro, talk to your, your your family member, your best friend, and just be absent-minded the entire conversation. There's no connection. There, mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing there. Like, read a book and be absent-minded. You'll be on the same line for the next hour. Go outside and be absent-minded. You won't experience anything. You'll be stuck in your head. It's like, no one wants to be absent-minded. But here we are doing things that make us absent-minded. Mm-hmm. Tell me this, Anho. Do you think being more present makes you more masculine? Of course, bro. Of course. So what you're saying is the thumbnail I made is not just clickbait. That swearing actually makes you less masculine. I'd say, yeah, because if you're absent-minded, then you you can be controlled very easily. Mm. If you're absent-minded. And that's not to say that you can be controlled just by another person. But you can be controlled by your own emotions. Your own desires. And it's like, what's worse than that? Mm. What's worse than a dude who you can make him get angry and then his anger is controlling him 100%. Like, I'm Mm. sorry, but that's not masculine. Mm -hmm. That's the furthest thing from it. And Allah loves those that delay gratification. Right? those that don't want those instant dopamine hits. I understand, fellas that are watching and girls, that it's cathartic. It feels cathartic. But you might love a thing which is bad for you and you might hate a thing which is good for you. So if you're out here swearing and it feels good and cathartic and you just can't find that word that that would just be better suited, it's better to not say something at all. Now I got a question for both of y'all. The Prophet said that uh, two of the most difficult things to control are what's between your lips and what's between your legs. Your lips between uh, your lips meaning uh, your speech, and what's between your legs meaning your sexuality. Why do you two think the first one is extremely difficult? Because you I gotta think... be very mindful. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on, bro. My no, bad. you you were starting, bro. I've already been talking too much. Go ahead, brother. No, no such thing, bro. Jazakallah khair. Walaikum salam, rahmatullah. Yeah, alhamdulillah, really detaching from a lot of social media and, and this these fake personalities online and these 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 fake social networks, it's mm-hmm. very beneficial, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Going back to the Quran and Sunnah is very helpful, alhamdulillah. Amin, so, amin, amin. so to go back to the question, I think it's hard because like our speech is our form of communication. Our speech is our main form of telling people what we're thinking, what we're feeling. And a lot of the time when you're upset, 
the only way you can communicate that other than breaking something is by saying it. So I think it's hard to control our tongues because it's hard to control our emotions. And when we get emotional, if someone angers us, if someone, you know, does something that we don't like, we want to all of a sudden put put them down. We want them to know that we don't like them. We want them to feel bad. And the way to make them feel bad other than like attacking them is verbally by saying it. It's a very passive aggressive way to, uh, to you know, attack someone, frankly. And that's why a lot of the time online, when you read the comments on like TikTok and Instagram, they're so like messed up. They're so messed up because people like they, they feel in some type of way and they have very, very twisted minds and they will not hold back. But those words, they don't come like without a price. You know, they're affecting themselves yeah. by saying those things out you know, to other people and they're definitely affecting the other people. So I think it's hard to control it because it's hard to control how we feel and uh, our emotional outbreak sometimes. I think the internet is different though, bro. Because like in the internet, there's really no repercussion. Like, you know, I could type something Mm. and there's nothing but in person if i say that thing i better be ready to back up any yeah. anything that might come with yeah. that yeah. you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah the internet's worse in that case then 100 percent, bro. 100 mm-hmm. percent. but again it boils down to mindfulness like it if you are cursing you are absent-minded uh whatever you say Whatever you say, like whatever comes out of your mouth, even if it's not cursing, it's a direct reflection of your internal state, mm-hmm. right? Just like how Rami said, if you're angry, you're going to verbalize it. If you are happy, you are also going to verbalize. Now, your body language is going to express it, but verbally, like we are verbal creatures, so we're going to verbalize it. When you speak... If you are absent-minded, then you're basically just going to have this old programming that's going to be running. It's, it's kind of, I'm trying to like explain in the most simple way here, but imagine an NPC character <laughs> in a video game. When you talk to this NPC character, they repeat whatever they were programmed to repeat. All right? When, when you are absent-minded, that's where you are. You're an NPC character. And you have this old program that's basically responding for you. You yourself are not responding. This programming that has been programmed is responding for you. And it's not until you start to become mindful that you can actually speak for yourself. You can actually respond to things for yourself. Actually stop being an NPC and be an actual character in this game. And yeah, I don't know. There was something else I was going to say, but I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about swearing, we talked about cursing, we talked about profanity, all that, and the likes. What about backbiting? Do you guys have any experience with backbiting? Not, we're not going to air our sins here just for the sake of, but we all come from a jahiliya. We all come from not having the deen intact. Alhamdulillah, Allah has guided us thus far. I'm not saying we still have the deen intact and we're perfect now. A lot of people uh, that are in the DMs think we're, we're like shiyukh. No, we are flawed. We are human beings. We got a long way to go. We are imperfect by all means but we've still come a long way from where we were and where we started and along the way we learned a thing or two about backbiting now backbiting why is it so normalized in today's society why is everyone just gossiping why do you see this all this beef and drama and twitter and all this people just love it and and you get ingrained into it you get sucked into it and what's worse is 
I find like I find that it lowers your masculine energy and your masculinity because you're talking about someone behind their back. Your sub the the subcontext is that if they were there, you might not have said it, and you're only saying it there, telling people, "Oh, don't tell them that I'm going to say this, don't say this," and then you talk about them behind their back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you say, once you say your your part on it, because me and Rami have already spoken. You and Rami are what? Me and Rami have already been speaking too much. So why don't you give your part? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Why do I'm you think people do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think people do that? I think people have positive thoughts and negative thoughts, right? There's not really anything in between. When we have positive thoughts, right? This is just what I found for my life. I personally, I don't share positive thoughts much. At least back then, I didn't used to share positive thoughts as much. Because I was like, okay, everyone should be positive, I'm positive, whatever. When you have negative thoughts, you feel this, almost this energy that you want to vent it out. You feel like you want to you wanna release it. You want to have catharsis. It's cathartic to, to vent out your, your frustrations, right? Now, what happens when you're frustrated as someone and, I don't know, you don't want to just be uh, charged up all day and carry on that hatred? You probably want to let it out. You're probably going to tell someone that doesn't have anything to do with that person. And you're probably going to talk smack about them behind their back. I feel like a huge con, uh, a huge composition of the people that backbite, which is a major sin in Islam, by the way. Um, or it could be a minor one. Don't take, take what I'm saying Islamically. I'm saying it's like a, it's a grave sin. Backbiting is a grave sin because, um, and I feel like a lot of people backbite because it's very cathartic. It helps you vent. It helps you release your frustration. And it almost feels like you're saying what you really wanted to say to that person without actually doing it. Because if you do it, you don't know what the consequences would be, but you almost get that dopamine hit of saying it. It's kind of like why why people watch pee. It's almost like having intimacy without doing all the hard work. So we live in a very easy society where people are lazy. So it's no surprise to me why people backbite. Um, subhanAllah, I agree 100%. I, uh, first I want to define backbiting because a lot of people think backbiting is slander, but slander is not backbiting. They're not the same thing. Backbiting is when you say something about a person behind their back, even if it's true. Anything they wouldn't want said about them, anything they wouldn't like, anything that's like negative, I guess, um, behind their back that they wouldn't want said, um, in general. Um, it's not backbiting if they're there to defend themselves and all of that, but if it's just kind of mm. talking behind their back, and that is the definition of backbiting. The Prophet said, I believe he asked, Would you want to to eat the dead flesh of your brother? Or maybe it's an ayah in the Quran, mm. but regardless, it's it's like eating the the flesh of your brother. Um, and it's because you're really you're picking away at his, his social status, you're attacking his honor, basically. Um, mm. And if you're in YD, you know one of the maqasad of sharia, one of the objectives of sharia is to protect the honor. So mm. you're really you're really going for the, for their honor and you're you're ruining them, I guess, socially. And, and that has mm. really serious repercussions. Um, you know, people become like depressed when they're kicked out of the tribe, basically. They they don't have anyone. So when you really strive to ruin that for someone, that's a it's a disgusting thing, to be honest. And and that's why it's so detestable. And also Muslims should have they should wish the best for their brothers, for their sisters. They, they mm. should want for their brothers what they want for themselves, love for their brothers what they love for themselves. And same thing with the sisters. So I don't think anyone here would want to be um, backbitten. 
So we should not go mm. back fighting others. You know, there's, there's certain etiquettes we're supposed to have with each other as Muslims. And and imagine the entire social repercussions that are removed uh, from society when people just stop backbiting, when they're like, oh, this is haram, I need to hold my tongue. But people love gossip. As, as you said, they love gossip so much. That's why that's why they watch these like, really bad reality shows, uh, TV mm. shows, like, like the Kardashians. And, and even hearing about like um, celebrity drama and all that, like people love this stuff. And it, well, it's so sad. You have grown men and grown women going online and writing articles about like this person slept with that person. Who cares, bro? <laughs> Go live your life, man. Hmm. I agree. Before Anil goes, I just want to give a quick comparison to what Rami is saying about, about backbiting, anything that the person wouldn't like. That's what cheating is. I get this asked so commonly and frequently. Uh, people DM me all the time. Yo, what actually constitutes cheating? Cheating is not you behind your spouse having intimacy with another spouse. Cheating is you doing anything behind your spouse's back that you wouldn't do if they were there. That's what I define cheating. I uh, I see where you're coming from, and and mm. I agree. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't call someone who like swears when their partner is around uh, as mm. someone who has intimacy with another person when the partner is out. I'm there. talking I about pertaining to pertaining to that person. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I just anything I, you're doing that mm. affects the other person that you're with when you're not with them and you're doing it with someone else. I yeah, guess I, to clarify, I, to clarify is cheating on your spouse is being anything other than what you are with them when you're not with them. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I specifically that. actions and things that actually affect them. For example, if you're texting someone and you shouldn't be texting them in the ways that you're texting them and you wouldn't definitely do that if your spouse was with you, that's, that's cheating, bro. Yeah. Not like just you, I don't know, you wouldn't lift weights in front of your wife. And you lift weights when she's not there. That's not cheating. So don't take what yeah. I'm saying now and yeah, take yeah. it out of context. Yeah, yeah. What I, what I mean is there's there's levels to it, and I wouldn't I wouldn't because like even Islamically, like committing zina is, is punishable, you know, by stoning. And mm-hmm. you if you have the correct witnesses and everything, and um, if the person testifies it like that, that's it. Um, and I just all I'm trying to say is I wouldn't call the person the example you gave the same title as the person who committed zina you know what i mean like there's there's mm-hmm. a there's a range but it's all haram it's all wrong it's all like detestable 100 percent. yeah i agree bro i agree yeah and to add on to y'all's point it kind of goes back to what we were saying about the whole tribe thing we're trying to fit in people really gossip because they're trying to fit in and sometimes the way that they try to fit in is they, they just try to have conversation. They just try to say something. So it's like, I had this in the past. I'm not going to air my sins, but I had this in the past where anytime I'd be around people, like I wanted to connect with them. I wanted to be a part of like that whole group, tribe, whatever it is. But I didn't know what to say. You know, I, I was kind of, kind of shy and awkward and just to myself for a very big part of my life and unfortunately backbiting is I think it's one of the easiest things it's Mm -hmm. one of the easiest things to say where like everyone's gonna just like jump on it and then it's like you got this person um, adding to the the fire 
and then it's like oh well now you feel like you're connected because you're both adding it's it's fake it's not real it's not a real connection because like I, i've seen it firsthand and i i still see it to this day where i see other people backbiting and they feel like they're getting this connection that they're looking for but if only they knew that it would actually be better for them mm-hmm. to not backbite it would be better for them to not gossip you know mm-hmm. like Jeez, I know people close to me. And again, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to throw anyone on blast, but they still backbite. And I tell them, like, yo, like, let's talk about something different. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we'll talk about something different and then it'll go right back to backbiting. I'm like, yo, chill out. I don't know if you noticed this, but you keep going back to talking bad about someone. And they'll, like, stop and they're like, Either they'll reflect on it or they'll try to, like, cut me off and be like, oh, like, why are you trying to tell me how to act? I'm like, listen, I'm just I'm exposing the truth here. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hate me for having a fitra, guys. You know what I mean? It's one of them ones. But I don't know, bro. You're on a roll, so I'm going to ask you a physics question right now. Physics 101. Physics. Hold up, boy. All right. If we got no physics. 100 viewers in the chat right now, how many likes should we have on the stream right now? Minimum. 200. 200. There you go. I don't know how he did that. I don't even know the physics formula he used, but mashallah, man. We got a king right here. But seriously, guys, smash that like button. If you want to see an actual take about backbiting from a sheikh, let's see what he has to say. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Quran Weekly, this is Abdul Nasir Jangda. I wanted to talk to y'all inshallah today about a very serious issue, the issue of backbiting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, in Surah Al-Hujurat, Surah number 49, which is like the Surah of Etiquette, the Surah of Adab. In Ayah number 12, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off by saying, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, O you who believe, O those people who have claimed faith, have claimed iman. And see, something very interesting is that every single place in the Qur'an where Allah says, Ya ladina amanu, He's either then afterwards, either telling us to do something, or He's forbidding us from something. Because when Allah says, Ya ladina amanu, Allah is saying that you've claimed that you believe. Now, here's a chance and an opportunity to, for you to prove whether you are actually a believer or not. If you are a true, sincere believer, then you will do the following. If you are a true or sincere believer, then you will not do the following. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Ijtanibu. Ijtanibu, ijtinab in the Arabic language means stay away from something, abstain from something. Alright, and what's very fascinating about this is another place in the Quran where Allah uses the word ijtanibu to tell us to stay away from something. He says, stay away from alcohol. Stay away from gambling. The word that Allah uses to tell us to stay away from drinking wine and gambling is the word ijtanibu. So think about the gravity of it and think about the association. That what follows after this word ijtanibu is so bad, you need to completely stay away from it. It's completely haram. Absolutely, unequivocally haram, forbidden. You can't do it. So whatever Allah is saying here in Surah 49, Ayah 12 is about to be very, very serious. Well, what does He say? Kathiram minadhan. Stay away from most assumptions. Don't assume. 
things about people. Stay away from most assumptions. Why? Because some assumptions are sinful. Allah teaches us something here. When, when something is so problematic, it's sometimes better to stay away from it altogether. So Allah says stay away from most types of assumptions because some assumptions are very bad. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us why, what's so terrible about assumptions? Because you're assuming something on someone's behalf, but what makes it worse? Because it leads to other bad things. That's why Allah uses the word ithm. Ithm is a type of sin, the sin of the heart, and the type of sin that leads to other sins. Because it's in the heart. So Allah says, وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا Don't spy on people. Don't spy. When you start assuming things about people, you become suspicious of people. Then you want to confirm your suspicion. So you go snooping around, poking into people's business, creeping and stalking, right? Trying to confirm your suspicions about people. Don't spy on people. Don't creep on people. Don't stalk people. Then Allah says, once you start spying and creeping and stalking people, guess what? You might be able to confirm some of your suspicions. And you find out, oh my God. He is doing this. Oh my God, she is doing that. Now you start, now you confirm some of your suspicions. You know what happens when you have a juicy piece of information like that? You develop the worst stomach ache that you've ever had in your entire life because you have to now tell somebody about this. You have to talk to somebody, you have to text somebody, you have to tell somebody, you have to message somebody, you have to put it on Facebook, you have to put it on Twitter. You gotta tell somebody. Until you don't tell somebody, that thing is gonna start causing you stomach pains and stomach aches. That, and so what happens? You go to somebody and you tell them, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you something, but please don't tell anybody. Promise to me you won't tell anybody, which is basically code for right after I'm done telling you, make sure you go tell somebody just like I told you. It's called backbiting, right? Some of you should not backbite about others. What is the definition of riba, backbiting? So the Prophet ﷺ told us, It is you saying something about somebody else that they would not appreciate you saying. The companion asked the Prophet ﷺ, Well, what if what I'm saying is true? What if I'm, what I'm saying is true? The Prophet ﷺ said, Then that is the very definition of backbiting. If what you're saying about that person isn't true, that's slander. That's an even bigger crime and even a bigger issue. But saying something that somebody else would not appreciate you saying about them, is the definition of backbiting. So Allah says, don't backbite one another. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an example. He presents a parable, an example, an image to us in the Quran. And I'm gonna go ahead and let you all know here real quick, a disclaimer. This is one of the most graphic images that is presented to us in the entire Quran. Now let's take a look at what Allah is telling us. Ayuhibbu ahadukum. Would any one of you like? Would any one of you love? And now Allah uses the word yuhibbu, right? To love something. Would you love to do the following? Ahadukum, any one of you, right? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, think about you doing this yourself. Ayuhibbu ahadukum, an ya'kula lahma akhihi maytan. To eat the flesh of his or her own sibling, brother or sister, brother. Sibling, would any one of you love to eat the flesh, the meat of his brother, maitan, that is dead, corpse. The word mate in the Arabic language means a corpse, already dead. So now here, let me talk this out to you. Let me explain this to you real quick. What this basically means is that imagine somebody's brother, imagine your brother or your sister, your sibling died. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us and our family members, but imagine your sibling died. 
and their body is laying there in front of you and you're sitting next to their body crying and mourning their loss you're crying and you're sad that you've lost your brother, your sister, your sibling and then all of a sudden you reach down, you pick them up, pick up their hand or go to their leg and you chew, you take a bite out of them and you start to chew and eat their flesh the corpse, the body of your dead sibling how graphic, how disgusting, how crazy is that image, is that idea? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, would any one of you love to do that? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَكَرِهْتُمُوا Of course you would hate that. You, you hate just hearing about it, just talking about it, just listening to it, just reading about it, makes your skin crawl. That's how disgusting it would be. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, is the example of when you backbite somebody. That's just as disgusting of an act. Now I'm going to answer a question real quick right here. The Quran is the speech of God, the word of Allah, guidance and mercy and rahmah from Allah, nur and hidayah from Allah. Why would Allah give us such a disgusting image in the Quran? Because when you picture that in your head and it makes you jump backwards, it's so disgusting, it shakes you to your core. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to feel disgusted. Because he's saying just as disgusting as that would be somebody eating the flesh of their own dead sibling. It is even more disgusting when you backbite about somebody. When you violate someone's dignity, someone's honor, someone's respect and you talk about them. That's even more disgusting than that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes it a step further. I, actually I want you to think about this for a second further. You know a lot of times there's the question, I don't backbite anybody. But what if somebody else is? Are you a party to that? Are you entertaining that? Are you there while they're doing it and therefore giving them a sympathetic ear? You're becoming a part of this by listening to it? So let's look at the example. The, example the, Quran, the examples the Quran gives are so powerful and eloquent because there's so many angles and features to this. Can you imagine if, you, if it's not your sibling Somebody else's brother dies, somebody else's sister dies, and that person's sibling's dead body, their brother and sister's dead body is lying there. And they reach down and start to eat and chew and devour the dead body of their own brother or sister. Would you sit there and would you watch? If you were there, the third party, if you were there, you're not the one doing it, but if you were there, what would you do? You would stop that person. You would tell them, don't do that. That's gross, that's disgusting, that's terrible. What are you doing? And if you could not stop them, at the very least, you would run from there. You would leave there. You wouldn't sit there and keep watching and be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to mind my own business. No, you would run from that place. When somebody else backbites, don't be a party to it. Don't listen to it. If you have the type of relationship where you can gently, kindly, nicely say, please don't do that. Please let's not talk about somebody. Then remind them. And if, at, if they won't listen to you or you can't tell them that, then at the very least change the topic, change the subject, get up and walk away, go busy yourself with something else, but don't be a party to that. Because that's like sitting there and watching somebody eat their own dead sibling's body. That's how disgusting it is. Wattaqullah. And always think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether somebody else hears you or not, whether somebody else sees you or not, whether somebody will know about this conversation or not, Allah knows, Allah watches, Allah hears, Allah sees. So be think about Allah, be conscious of Allah. And then finally Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah tawabur rahim.
Look, none of us are perfect. I've made this mistake. Y'all have probably made this mistake as well in the past. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, no worries if you've done it. In Allah tawab, Allah is extremely, extremely forgiving. Like He accepts our repentance. All we got to do is say, oh Allah, I'm sorry I messed up. Go and apologize to the person. I'm sorry for saying bad things about you. And Allah is extremely merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will... Allah's mercy will welcome you with open arms. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept you into His mercy. And Allah will put mercy in your heart. And Allah will put mercy in the heart of the person when you go to apologize to them. So don't worry. If you've messed up, just ask Allah for forgiveness. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His mercy. And a really cool story just to kind of close things off. Al-Hasan al-Basri rahmahullah ta'ala who's a great scholar, a great tabi'i and a student of the Sahaba, a real boss. He said something really awesome one time. He said that somebody came and told him, you know that guy, he's backbiting about you. He goes around talking to everybody and saying bad things about you. He said, okay. He Yo, I love this story, but uh, what's going on with it? Put together a nice little gift. He packaged together a nice little gift and he gave it to his assistant, his student. And he said, here, take this gift and please go deliver it to that person. And he gave him a note along with it. He wrote a note and he gave, it, gave him the note along with it. When that person goes to that person who's been backbiting about Al-Hasan Basri and he gives him the gift and he's like, Al-Hasan Basri has sent you this gift. And he's like, really? Why? Just out of the blue? He sent this note along with this gift. When he opened the note and he read it, the note said that since you have been backbiting about me and therefore gifting me all your good deeds, I thought I should repay the favor and give you a gift as well. When you backbite somebody else, you give your good deeds away to that person. So just something to think about. And if somebody's backbiting you, just know they're giving you their good deeds. And that should be more than enough comfort and solace for you. And subhanAllah. I just want to add something to that, the, the point of repentance. That Guys, there was a sister on Instagram that she wrote a caption. She wrote, instead of asking yourself, what if Allah doesn't forgive me? Have you ever asked yourself just once, what if Allah does love me? What if Allah did forgive me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really like everything we're saying, man. And there's one thing that I, I do as well that I notice works pretty well is that if someone's backbiting, say something really good about the person they're backbiting. <laughs> and they, they just, they can't continue. They get angry. They either want to like end the conversation or they completely like change their stance and like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't be saying something like that. They're actually really good people, you know, maybe. And, and it's like, well, I'm this not. I'll give you an example of somebody that did that in real time yesterday and practically applied what Anhel said. A brother by the name of Muhammad Hijab, I'm sure nobody here knows him because, you know, I didn't even know who Muhammad Hijab was. Um, Muhammad Hijab, he had an episode with Jordan Peterson. I'm just being facetious, guys. He's a huge uh, force in the Dawah. He had an episode with Jordan Peterson scheduled and Jordan Peterson canceled it. As Muhammad Hijab is saying this in his quick two, three minute video, announcing the cancellation of the, of the episode, he further repeats and says the line, nobody go on to his social media and hate him and spam him and write comments that are, that are negative because you don't know what he's going through. Despite Jordan Peterson canceling three times for Muhammad Hijab, he said, guys, don't write this because he could be having a mental health crisis. He could be having things that he doesn't want to air out in public. And you don't want to represent the Muslims in a negative way.
Just think about how powerful that is. He, in what he's saying, knowing it might trigger you to think about, about someone negatively, he tells you to not think of him negatively and think of him positively. May Allah protect us. Amen. 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 Amen, boy. That's some serious stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a lot to, to have someone like that is close to you talking about someone else. And then for you to just tell them, like, look, like, let's, let's not talk about Let's not talk about this person. Let's not talk Facts. about that. You know? What, while you keep talking, bro, I'm just going to make the, the chat public now instead of members only. I'm good. I don't have anything else to say. Actually, I do have something to say. So a lot of people that are in this uh, conundrum or maybe they are backbiting. Maybe they are slamming. Maybe that is their way of connecting with people. Maybe they feel like they don't know what to say when they're with other people. A good thing to then their focus on would be to speak about ideas. You know? Like, instead of speaking about people, why not speak about ideas? Mm-hmm. Why not speak about, like, something that you're reading about? Or like just something really interesting, you know what I'm saying? Like that changes the whole dynamic of the conversation. Waalaikum salam. And I agree, Achi. I agree. Yeah. Waalaikum salam. Allah. Y'all acting like we locked y'all up. What is this? Waalaikum salam, Khalid. Are we not supposed to say that? Yeah, I heard that's bid'ah, but Allah knows best. Wa alaykum as-salam. Abu Ahmed. Wa alaykum as-salam, Muhammad. Wa alaykum as-salam, AZ. Alrighty, next we got a question from. I'm not going to read that whole name. Guys, talk about hadith bankrupt and maybe four hadith pillars of manners by Sheikh Hamza. Mm-hmm. Inshallah. It is imperative to remind everyone to to never backbite. No, it's, it's, he said it's imperative to remind your wife. Yeah, I'm correct. Always not backbite. Okay. Right, What's the name of that sheikh? Uh, I'm gonna put the link in the description, guys, because I yeah, don't remember. He, he was good, bro. Yeah, he's on the platform. Uh, I think Quran not Weekly, really. 600k yeah. subs. Norman Ali Khan is, uh, is in that deep, so inshallah you guys like that. Wa alaikum assalam. First time catching you, bros, live from Dubai. Alaykum what time is it over there? 11.41 a.m. Yeah, what time is it in Dubai? Dubai should be seven hours ahead, if, if I'm correct. So it should be 6.41 p.m. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum assalam, bro. Bangladesh represent. May Allah accept it from us. I mean, how about just wa alaikum assalam to everybody who's saying assalamu alaikum. There we go, bro. All right. Now we're just going to keep saying it over and over. Question from Nuril. My non-Muslim friend always backbites about people we used to go to school with. That's half of our conversation most of the time. That's why I'm reluctant to meet him these days. I don't know. What's your take on that? Take control of that conversation. Yeah. Try what I said where when he bagbites, say something good about the person. Watch, just watch, just watch, just watch, just do it. 
do it and see for yourself. Hondo, Hondo. Are you all married now? One, yes. Another one getting there, and then the other one, I don't even know where that one is. And y'all interpret who they is. Sister Wad, salam alaikum, welcome to the chat. Wa alaikum salam. That's a sister we did the uh the video we live with, right? yeah. Yeah, women on toys, but men act like women these days. <laughs> That's facts. Do you hold back your laughter, Rami? I don't think I do, to be honest. I think it's because I, I don't laugh like out loud. I kind of just like have mm. air come up my nostrils and like smile or something. Mm. Okay, Sounds remember like questions from us. Sabr. Salam alaikum, brothers. Everybody in the chat, salam to you. Wa alaikum assalam. Thought it was a question, but uh, got us. Is that the same one? Okay, question, not question, statement from uh, Sister Sidra. Backbiting is allowed in one case when someone's life is in danger. Why? Hmm. How? I'm gonna have to fact check that, but uh, yeah, why don't you? Explain how. Yeah, explain that. Write it. Yeah. Write us a comment. Educate us if we're ignorant. Jazakallah khair. Salam from Toronto. There we go. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. That's your own parents saying negative things about their families. That's mm-hmm. a... Oh yeah. But try try that thing. Just say say good things about the family members. Love from Kashmir and Subhanallah. Ooh, sister nosy, bro. Nah, 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 nah. I'm the one that's on the way. Yo, uh, <laughs> bro, who who's little queasy? Who's this little queasy? Everyone keeps talking about. I don't know, man. That guy died a long time ago. Yeah, Mila, Mila, protect that guy, bro. I don't know where it's he is. Old ego, bro. Sister Maria from Germany. Salam alaikum. Bro, I heard Australia is still in lockdown, bro. Tell me that's not crazy. Yeah. Wow. But they have the least cases of COVID, if I'm not mistaken. I guess they don't want that to change. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Uh, we, we filmed an episode with Dr. Steph Karras, uh, a world-renowned historian, mashallah, may Allah bless him, on Hijra. Please watch that episode. I've heard that it is not backbiting if it is an inquiry for marriage. Uh, or sense? give me a dalil, bro. Yeah, yeah. In, in what yeah. sense? Like, I don't understand. Let's ask the self-improvement king this question. I can want to start on the Rami. self-improvement. <laughs> 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 I so confident. He's like, yo, that's me. I was just reading it, bro. I'm playing, bro. Go. Uh, start right now. Start with whatever you feel like you need to start on. I don't know what that's going to look like for you. 
But just not right now. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Hairline. Oof, that's, that's my hairline. We got a hair review right there. <laughs> uh, y'all seen me in the past videos? I just it's cold as hell up here right now. No, alas, again, or says again, it is not about COVID anymore. Tyrannical control of some people. Uh, we're not going to talk about, you know, the the C virus over here. But what we did do is we filmed an episode going deep into uh, all of this. And uh, <laughs> stuff you do with your arm, putting something in there. And it's on Patreon. Episode 61. Why not find that out? It's on Patreon because it's flagged and removed here. So what can we do? I think that was fun, huh? <laughs> Appreciate it. Yes, preach. That's Although facts. I don't think that's the real name, my junior. I heard that. I heard that when I used to work at uh, this supplement store. I'm not going to say any names. Um, I wasn't backbiting, but I remember the customer came in and he was asking something. At the time, I was very absent-minded. Remember how I said, if you're absent-minded, you're like an NPC character. So I was just going on, talking, 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 talking. And then at the end, he just stayed real quiet. He's like, we have two ears and one mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's all he said. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Yo, we got, we got a brother here writing that they've been censored or blocked. How are they writing this? How, how, how is this coming up then? Can someone explain this? Look, the sometimes same... that's how it is on YouTube, bro. Like, listen, listen, listen. The same person. doesn't show up. I'm not going to air their sins. All right. But the same person came into the DM sideways uh, at one of us, not going to say who, and I gave them a gentle reminder about backbiting and slandering, which kind of influenced me to make this episode today about that. Very gentle. I sent them the exact link to the video that I aired for you guys. And they follow up with, let's, let's end this conversation. Two hours later, this is the comment I get. Can't make this up, bro. I don't think there was a. I don't think there was a point to say that, but Allahualam. May Allah protect us from backbiting and Nazar and just all the negative stuff. You, know me, bro. you guys know the guy with the puffy hair who does no fat. Um, you're talking about um, I am lucid. I am lucid. I actually know the brother personally. And um, I'll leave it like that. But we'll see who invite him. I got my first dose of vaccine. Wallahi, you're finished. That's yeah, a joke. Hairline. <laughs> Ain't nothing much to it. There's nothing much to it. I'll tell you that. I think there's an Asiha. Hmm. Isn't it in this case? Um, yeah, I mean, warning someone about someone else is not bad. Like, 
I think this is what the person was saying about marriage. Like, for example, if your friend comes to you, if you know something about someone, like someone's a drug addict and your friend comes to you, like, oh, should I marry that person? They don't know he's a drug addict. You're allowed to say, like, no, don't, because he's a drug addict. Uh, that's why even with, like, talking about your sins, if you're going to seek advice, like, hey, Sheikh, I did this, I don't know what to do, you know, standing, what should I do? Um, it's okay to, to say what you did, or at least be general about it. Um, but there are ways around this. If you want to be safe, just say, listen, Bismillah, say, listen, I know this person, I know things about them, I'm not going to say it, trust me, don't marry them. And if they trust you enough, they won't. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know he's debating. Uh... Yeah, it's a debate, bro. David, what and uh, Daniel Kikuchu. Well, subhanAllah. We're not going to react to that because Daniel Kikuchu, may Allah bless him, bro, but I've seen some seven to nine hour streams and I was like, bro. <laughs> Has it really been seven to nine hour streams? He's absent minded. I can see that. Genetics. Genetics. How so? What, what are you talking about? Genetics from what? Oh, the beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can still groom it the way you want, but it, having a full beard, for sure, I'd say is genetic. Yeah. To an extent. Because you can use minoxidil and the microneedling, and that leaves permanent results, but I've never done it, so I can't speak 100% on it. No, I'm Palestinian. Everyone thinks I'm Egyptian because my name's Rami, but I'm Palestinian. Alhamdulillah. I think that's on Islamic, bro. Yeah, well, it's not her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't change the fact that she's in that position. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to say, like, don't feel obligated by Allah. Yeah. But if, if you're going to carry on to do so, uh, I'd say to keep making time for yourself. Keep those, like, little feminine practices and all that stuff, you know, because that, that'll keep you on track with everything. And... And don't close yourself off to having someone take over. Like, if you meet a brother and, like, this brother's going to be, basically, he's going to take over for you and all that stuff. Like, don't be so against that because that's the, that's the worst thing is that when women start to go more into their masculine side, mm -hmm. they're more willing to push a man to the side because they feel like they got it. You know, and mm -hmm. you don't want that. Yeah. Which deodorant do I use? Are you serious, bro? <laughs> On that note, I also want to say, don't feel so desperate that you kind of run into a marriage either. Be careful of that. Five when's the last time you visited Bangladesh? 2009, buddy. Actually, no, 2011. Been 10 years. Oh, subhanAllah. This is the deodorant I use, right? A crystal. I mean, can we get the brand, bro? 
It's um, it, it, I took the sticker off, but you can get it on Let's Amazon. It's literally, the the brand name is Crystal. Oh, mashallah. Yeah, and it's literally just a crystal. <laughs> Subhanallah. It works really good, man. Yo, no, we got another question for you too, bro. How many wives do you want? Listen, I'm going to put my desires to the side and just say I'll accept whatever Allah gives me, whether that be zero or whether that be four, whether it be one, two, three, whatever Allah has decreed. My desires don't even matter at the end of the day. I think that's unless your voice is naturally there, like why? Like except what Allah has given you. As if I even said this in my video on how to get a deeper voice, I tell people, look, like this is only gonna bring your voice to its natural depth. And if you don't have a deep voice, then you should still just accept what you have. Because each, each tone is different. 50,000 like, likes on this stream and we will reveal the app that Anho uses to get that deep voice on all of his recordings. 50,000. I mean, I'm, I'm not using it right now, so... <laughs> but guys, just think about the, the Qadis, people who recite the Quran, like, not all of them have deep voices. Mm. And you see how beautiful it is the different tones of the voices. So it's like, why would you only want to have this deep tone? It's because something someone said to you where it's like, ah, having a deep voice is being masculine. <laughs> uh, what is that, dosing? bro? Bro, please enlighten me. What is Monk. this? <laughs> oh, man. I'm dying, bro. Please enlighten me. I, I don't think I've ever heard that. Exactly. Okay, bro. Got the drummer drip. Yes, sir. He's the, the silver Muslim right now, boy. Y'all heard about the silver surfer? Now this is silver Muslim. I'm silver Muslim, bro. I feel, I feel, you know, physically on point. Mentally, I don't really feel on point right now because I feel like intellectually I'm lacking what Mongolian throat singing is. Somebody please let us know in the chat right now. Somebody Google that. I think it's when they 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 sing with their throat and they have two different tones, like a mm. deep tone and a high tone. It sounds the, the mm. fact that you know that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Mashallah. Rushing to marriage. Somebody fact check Rami right now. <laughs> yeah some please do because I, I might be mistaken but when i i don't know when you left i just added to your point because the sis, you you told the sister like don't be afraid to get married and i said at the same time don't don't feel desperate like you really want someone to take over and then kind of run to anyone so rushing to marriage is just like i mean like like you find someone okay khalas, like i'm not gonna get to know you i'm just gonna jump into it it might work but be, be careful i don't think Anho is making any video anytime um, soon probably not actually, a year, but give some general advice bro <laughs> i actually had the next video that i was gonna make supposedly i was gonna make it like two two weeks ago still haven't made it but um it was actually gonna be on no fat it was uh the thing that they don't tell you about no fat so look out for that one inshallah not gonna lie bro that uh the mongolian throat scene got me slipping out of my masculine frame rami why don't you answer this first buddy well, I mean, our palate's probably very different. I honestly eat like a lot of rice and chicken. That's mm -hmm. honestly mainly what it, my my uh, diet consists of. 
No, for no specific reason. Get us 1,500 likes on the stream. We'll do a full day of eating. I know. What yeah, about you? Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, I try to just eat whole foods. So it'll it'll consist of um, those things basically humming. Ah, got you, got you, got you. I try to eat whole foods. So like you got the meats, you got the fruits, little bit of vegetables, not too much. Sometimes I'll do some like some nuts, um, honey, and yeah, some white rice here and there. I don't really do like grains, like oatmeal, bread, and stuff like that. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not perfect. Because um, there are times where you get some donuts in front of you, or you get some baklava, or you just get some good stuff, and you just got to go in, bro. You got to go in. Why are you fired? Oh, this poor this man. Soul. I'm on a strict uh, seafood diet, bro. Oh, you seafood and you eat it. How would you know, bro? Mashallah. Brother Ahnaf. Salam, Hijab, and JVP are going to be talking soon. Bro, I don't know if you've seen it, but Mohammed Hijab dropped a video yesterday saying that it's canceled. I don't know if he reverted on that decision and they're actually going to do it, but I believe JP uh, has canceled that. But correct me if I'm wrong. My thoughts on him with regard to addressing JVP's audit, I think it's necessary. I think there's been a lot of, uh, I don't even want to say information, but misinformation about Islam spread by people that he has on the channel. And I think it's finally good to have a traditionalist Muslim on the channel to clarify and clear our name. So being a force in the dawah, talking about Muhammad Hijab, someone like him, very necessary in a big platform like that. It's kind of like the equivalent of Phase Apex, unapologetically conveying that he's Muslim to the world. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to talk to I'm Lucy? I don't know who that is, bro. That name I know sounds him. I know him. Hmm? I him up. Oh, you know him? Yeah, I have had his contact, so I'll hit him up. Who is he? He's a brother, bro. Hmm? He's a brother. Oh, a brother, okay. He sounds like he likes lucid dreaming or something. No, no, it, that's his YouTube channel name. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap this up in a few minutes. Last couple yeah, questions. I'm actually about to dip. Guys, I'm going to give you like two minutes and I'm out. Yeah, we'll wrap it up in two minutes. Okay. What is the book that you have benefited from in terms, or the most, in terms of knowledge other than the Quran? Oh. It's as that one, bro. Sahih al-Bukhari. Mashallah. Is that in English? Mm-hmm. Bro, where can I get this? Amazon, bro. Really? Mashallah. Yeah, I'm about to pick that up. No, I'm just playing. Get... There's, no There's no discount code, bro. But you can get all you the... Uh, can you get the, the Sahih Muslim and... Yeah, you can get that too. This has all the volumes. Um, It's short too because there's no repeat of the Hadith. It's just like every single hadith once. Yeah. Oh, AI. Uh, by the way, what about you guys? What are your favorite books aside from the Quran? I mean. Until you want to answer that first? I was answering the, the comment that yeah. they put. Um, as, as of now, I'd say the uh, alchemy of happiness, but I'm not even like that far in. I'm only like, like second chapter 
But I got I got to pick up the Hadith books for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. You guys remember the episode we did with uh, Freed? Actually, we don't have time. Yeah. I was just gonna I was just gonna say, be careful. Like when you read a Hadith, certain ones. Like when you get to the less authentic ones, be careful, because then you're like, is it authentic? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Be careful with that stuff. And always, you know, go to a scholar for interpretation and stuff. But for mm-hmm. me, I'm just gonna say this because I honestly, unfortunately, I don't read much. Inshallah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. Um, I think it was a book called uh, Al Naqba or something like that. It's talking about the progression of a nation. Um, if you want to reach out to me, it's really, really interesting on how you rate the progression of a nation and all of that. Because um, people rate it based on like, oh, we have this many graduates of university, this many jobs. And they don't rate it based on how united the people are with the government and how much they love and care about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I teach I3, alhamdulillah. All right. Inshallah, one day. All right, but so we and Rami will stay for time. one or two more minutes, but how does it go? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Adios. Allah bless that brother. I mean, we're uh, from in Palestine, bro. I mean, may Allah be oppressed. I mean, I mean, I'm from Tulkarum. I like the name Al Aqsadan. <laughs> Mashallah. <clears throat> Amin. Amin. Oh. We have an episode coming out on Friday. Live yeah. here with Sister Aima on Red Pill and Islam and. Should we trust women? Should we really trust women? Are Muslim women actually above female nature? Are they just holier? Are they better? Are they immune to the nafs and desires that women have? Stay tuned for Friday. Yeah, also, it's not your job to reclaim his faith. It's something he has to work on. Just kind of lead him, guide him there. Um, He probably went through a heartbreak with one or two women, maybe three. They're bad women. They're good women. Just he has to see that, inshallah. Sister Wad, are you referring to the one with written by Dr. Omar Zaid? I like that, bro. I like I mean sis, I like that too. But let me know if that's the author. They've been doing that, bro. They've I don't know who the, the modules and the Templars are, but the, the West has been doing that since like the Renaissance, man. They've been doing that for a while, bro. Rami, this one for you. My feminist sister thinks feminism is Islam. What should I do? Prove, just show to her that it's not. Very clearly show to her that it's not. Go to the, the books of the mother, the founding mothers of feminism and show them exactly what they said. And then show them how they committed kufr on feminism. How you they the founding fathers of feminism. What's up? I said, do you mean the founding fathers of feminism? Well, there are, there are women. I mean, the, the, the original no, ones were men. The original ones were men. men no? Originally, yeah, they were men. But I'm talking when it was hijacked and when it was it was changed up. Uh, different women took those roles, and they were some of them are still being led by a man to even in even within those roles. But um, just proved to her that it's not. Mm. Hey, there you are, real recognize real. Mashallah. Ooh, this is a good one, Dalton Nicholas. Might be a genuine question. 
author of Sahih Bukhari is Imam Imam Al Bukhari. He's named Imam Al Bukhari because he's from, I, I believe, Bukhara is the place he's from. And his real name, I think, is Muhammad Ibn Ibrahim or Ibn Ibrahim, Ibn Ismail Ibn Ibrahim, something like that. Mm -hmm. He is the comp compiler of the compilation of, you know, Sahih Al Bukhari, but essentially they were just sayings of the Prophet. Just want to yeah. be specific on that. Yeah, one little piece of information. He was so, so strict with the types of ahadith he let in, not based on just what was said, but based on the chain of narration, if it was authentic, if it was, if it was you know, historically accurate, I guess you could say. Hmm. That's why it's sahih, it's authentic. Mashallah. Uh, let me try and find it for you, inshallah. I think it's called uh, Al-Naqba or something like that. I'll find it. I mean, originally from Pakistan or Bangladesh, the left one. Well, it depends on uh, which way you have your screen turned for left. If you're talking about Rami, he's not from Pakistan or Bangladesh. You're talking about me, I'm from Bangladesh. I'm from Dhaka. I found the name of the book. It's called Nahda. Nahda. All right, we got one more minute. Rami, what about this one? Bruh, Rami just froze. I like that. There we go. There we go. Uh, my bad. Yeah. Um. The Shia, the vast majority of them are Muslim. Alhamdulillah, but I do believe they are off the right path. I think there is a few issues with, with their aqidah and with their um texts. But they're Muslim, alhamdulillah. Mm. Uh, rational believer, they have a place called uh, Army of Satan. One of the episodes exposes feminism. That guy slash girl should let the sister watch it. Mm -hmm. We're going to react to some of those videos. It's a good series, mashallah. This sister also sent us, sent us this in the DMs. I didn't really know how to answer that. What is Pink Islam, bro? Do you know? Pink Islam, I think I know what they're talking about. I think there was this movement to print these like pink-covered copies of the Quran with certain verses removed. And I think it's just the like a group of I think women trying to just change Islam completely uh, if that's the case haram kufr disbelief hellfire may Allah protect us from that hmm. yeah I believe modifying the words of Allah saying something that's halal that's not halal that's haram saying something's haram that's actually halal this is a sin worse than shirk guys this is not a light thing to change what Allah's religion is so stay away from that may Allah protect us I mean I mean yeah Rab. and yeah it's supposed oh, to be guys, a progressive religion you're going. Sorry, I was you just saying? saying, I was just saying, like, I just looked it up. It's supposed to be like a progressive Islam. Astaghfirullah. Islam's timeless. There's no progression in that. It's already perfect. How do you progress from something perfect? Exactly. You know, Abu Bakr, anhu, he cried when the verse was revealed, the verse that says, Today I perfected uh, your religion and completed my favor upon you, or completed my favor upon you and perfected your religion. He cried because he knew the only thing that comes after perfection is, is the, like, the, Basically, it coming down. It's, it's being only less down from there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Are you guys introvert or extrovert? Uh, I'm both. Rami, yeah. what are you? Yeah, I was going to say the same exact thing. Like, I feel like I can't classify as one. It's just, I'm both, bro. Okay. If that's it, last three more questions and then we're done this stream. Rami, what time is Jumma in uh, Mississauga? They have one from 1 to one thirty, another one from 3 to 3.30, I believe. Hmm. 
Okay, mashallah. I'm going to the one at 3.15. Mashallah. Okay. First out of the three final ones. Um, if you okay, listen, bro. If if you're saying that like bold statement, she compromises my khira, you're not gonna be able to live with that, bro. If you are claiming that now that she compromises your ghira, you're not gonna be able to live with that as a man. It's gonna break your marriage. In time, you're gonna grow with her and you're gonna be like, you know what? I don't want you to have Instagram anymore. And then some fighting's gonna ensue because she's gonna feel like and, and trust me, take it from me, bro. She's gonna be like you know, at the beginning, you were fine with it. Why are you changing now? And it's going to be this issue. If you don't like it, make it clear. If she's not willing to to, to change it, then khalas, marry someone else. MashaAllah. So, so I, this is not a question, but I had to uh, put it up there and pin it for the for the whole squad. This is very important that you guys know this. Stuck for Allah. Stuck for Allah. Stuck for Allah. This is not Islam. Yeah. Stuck Female prophet, bro. That's like that's the equivalent of women having an issue that Allah uses he as in the masculine pronoun. Yeah. You know, some, woman, some women recently actually had a problem with that <laughs> <sighs> it's 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 very ignorant <clears throat> this is why we need more da'is especially the female da'is sisters to challenge these uh, nonsensical people Yes, sister said it best, mashallah. Inshallah, sister Rod will find your wife, bro. I'm going to put the link in the description. A hadith that I could think of right now that I'm not uh, too familiar with if this is the one I'm going to use, but I'll put the link in the description anyway. After I, I uh, do this, but the hadith was where uh, Fatima, uh, may Allah be pleased with her, was uh, complaining about, you know, doing stuff and she wanted a, a maid. And uh, the Prophet said that, don't you know that there's something better for you? Don't you know that you should say, subhanAllah, Allah, alhamdulillah, like, just, he didn't give her a maid. But uh, I think I want to, okay, for, wait, for, first, when, when did you, when did you say this? Did you say it this stream? Because I must have been very absent. I didn't say it in this stream. I watched mm. a video by Sajid Lipham where he mm. said that, that it's okay. a, it's a woman's obligation and responsibility to take mm. care of the house. And it's okay. a man's responsibility and obligation to provide. I see. I see. Uh, one, the one thing I want to add about the hadith, because I actually heard it. Um, uh, the Prophet, I think there was more context. He didn't give, give her a maid. It's not that he didn't want to or he thought it was better if she took care of her own house. It's mm. because he had a group of poor people who migrated for his sake. They migrated into poverty and he gave all his resources to those people. So he said, if I had a maid, I would, I would delegate it to them. Mm. That's what he's saying. Um, but I just wanted to add that little piece of context. I don't know if this is satire. <laughs> I don't. I cannot confirm more than I that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question. Support of husband. I mean, support comes in many forms. One, financially, he's obligated to support you. Two, um, emotionally is a bit of like a, it's it's a bit of an off one because there isn't like a, 
you know, guidelines for that. There aren't really borders for that or a specific way of doing it. But um, uh, being nice and being there for your partner is basically an obligation. Uh, so you do have to have some kind of, you know, moral, emotional support. Um, uh, he has to be a husband, uh, like a, as, a, as a leader. He has to be a leader. And I think that is him supporting you by leading you correctly as Islamically is obligated to. He has, he's given authority, but he's given responsibility. And I think that's the definition of support, him being a good husband and leading you to Jannah, inshallah. MashaAllah. All right. With that being said, Rami, I think that's it. Let's do your thing. With that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam. It's Friday for you guys and you haven't gone to Jummah yet. Go to Jummah. It's obligatory for men. If you're a woman, it's not obligatory. If it's already been Jummah and you went, mashallah. If you didn't go, let's try again next week. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. There's another thing too. It's it's the perseverance aspect too. Like we're more willing to stick through with things that we set out with an intention. It's impossible to have empathy for others if you're not patient. So my love, bless you for that. First of all, I agree with the fact that the whole thing you said about friends, where it's like if, if they're affecting you more than you're affecting them, then you should probably get some new friends. You want to be investing in stocks, shares, bonds. You want to be investing in crypto because there's this thing called inflation, which means every year that passes by, the value of a dollar goes lower and lower and lower. And the reason being is because they're printing more money, right? That's why money is haram. At least the paper money is haram. Provided that you're actually there and you're being a good father and the mother's being a good mother, best conditions. And behind the mic, Hamza, Andreas, Zortzis, we will go in with our final three with brother Angel, inshallah. It's not just a responsibility on you, it's a responsibility on all the children, especially your father. In our private area is very elastic. And yeah, if you go too fast, the skin will literally crease up into like the edge of like the little clipper things and you will literally clip your skin. You don't want to be on YouTube or the internet or anything that, that amount of time. But it's, it's the, the fact is that's what we're doing.